Welcome to In the Shadow of Your Wings with Pastor John Marins of the Granby Christian Church. The Granby Christian Church desires the lost to be saved and the believer to passionately pursue Christ in all that they do. Let's join Pastor John Marins for today's message. Friends, March is just around the corner. And Palm Sunday this year will be March 24. Leading up to that grand day that celebrates the entrance of Jesus Christ into Jerusalem to the cheers of the crowd... Yes, leading up to Palm Sunday this year, just like last year, the churches of the East Newton Ministerial Alliance will be banding together to hold a series of revival meetings. These we are calling Hope for East Newton. Again, that's Hope for East Newton. The revival services will be held in eight different churches, all of which are part of the East Newton Ministerial Alliance. Eight pastors also from the Alliance will do the preaching. The dates are March 17 through March 24. These meetings will begin at 6.30 nightly. Would you take out your calendar and write Hope for East Newton across March 17 to 24? God will be speaking to us that the saved might be confirmed and the lost converted. Look on Facebook for a poster that lists all the locations for Hope for East Newton. Friends, let's now turn our thoughts toward the theme of the lesson for our time together. There's truly a fantastic way of living that God would like to reveal to us from the New Testament book of James. The Bible calls this pattern living in the meekness of wisdom. In the book of James, which is addressed to the 12 tribes of Israel, that in his day were scattered from, but in our day are returning to the promised land. Yes, in James, in the third chapter of his book, he speaks to us about this concept of living in the meekness of wisdom. This wondrous way of life is something that many have longed for, especially during times of great confusion and loss and pain. As the world is experiencing right now with the wars in Israel, the Ukraine. So today, let's explore some of the tenets of living in the meekness of wisdom from James chapter 3 that we might bring glory to God and also help other people to find his way of grace. As we have often said, and we say again, quoting Jesus Christ himself as recorded in John fifteen five. Apart from me, Jesus speaking, apart from me, you can do nothing. That would be especially to travel through life, living in the meekness of wisdom that James, his brother, describes. Before we read from James 3, let's invite the Holy Spirit to be our teacher. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we do want the Holy Spirit to teach us today. And Father, we want to thank you for listening to our prayers. And thank you also for allowing us to come right into your very throne room in heaven just now. Today we praise you for your grace. And today we come to you for grace 
and mercy in our time of need because and through the blood of Jesus Christ. Today we also praise you for the purity of life that you possess and express as you live in the meekness of wisdom. Father, you treasure wisdom. Yes, you do live by wisdom. There's no foolishness in you at all. Our petition today is that you would free us from reckless living, that instead we might live with you in the meekness of your wisdom. Lord, you've said that there's a way which seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. So, Lord, give us your divine wisdom that we might have life more abundantly than to walk irrationally towards death. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. May I read to you from the Passion Translation? A dear friend of Jesus and of me reads to a group of Christian men nearly every week that I'm a part of from the Passion Translation. Let me read James chapter 3, verses 13 to 18, again from the Passion Translation. Verse 13, If you consider yourself to be wise, one who understands the ways of God, advertise it with a beautiful, fruitful life guided by wisdom's gentleness. That's another way of saying in the meekness of wisdom. Never brag or boast about what you've done, and you'll prove that you're truly wise. But if there's bitter jealousy or competition hiding in your heart, then don't deny it. Try to compensate for it by boasting and being phony. For that has nothing to do with God's heavenly wisdom, but can best be described as the wisdom of this world, both selfish and devilish. So wherever jealousy and selfishness are uncovered, you will also find many troubles and every kind of meanness. But the wisdom from above is always pure, filled with peace, considerate and teachable. It's filled with love and never displays prejudice or hypocrisy in any form. Verse 18, it always bears the beautiful harvest of righteousness. Good seeds of wisdom's fruit will be planted with peaceful acts by those who cherish making peace. Now may God himself bless the reading of his holy word, the Bible. Friends, let's go back over these six beautiful verses from James 3, beginning in verse 13. And as we go back over them, again, let's consider our topic, living in the meekness of wisdom. And remembering, as we do, that meekness is not weakness. Rather, it is strength under control. James starts this section of Scripture with a very pointed question. He says, who is a wise man? Who is living out his faith? Who's endued with knowledge, wisdom among you? Well, let this person do something. Let him show out of a good conversation, in other words, out of a lifestyle, his works, how he lives in the meekness of wisdom. There's a phrase we're picking up on from James chapter 3 verse 13. Again, it's the phrase living in the meekness of wisdom. Friends, I find it fascinating that when God describes his own character and therefore the character of the Lord Jesus Christ in Matthew 11:29 that he used just two words and one of the words he uses is meek. 
The word for meekness in James 3.13 means a mildness of disposition. It means to be gentle in spirit. Going on to verse 14, we see a contrasting thought. But if you have bitter envying and strife in your heart, glory not, don't boast, and lie against the truth. Can't you sense the sour nature of these words, bitter envying? We can't hide what's actually happening happening in our hearts to God, and we can't hide it very long to, from other people. So let's get rid of all bitterness, all envy. Going on in verse 15, this wisdom, which is so different from the wisdom which was from above, this, this wisdom doesn't come from above. It doesn't come from heaven. But instead, James describes in verse 15, it is it as being earthly and sensual and devilish. Again, that's just the opposite of the meekness that comes from God. Earthly, sensual, and devilish. For where envying and strife exist, there is confusion in every evil work. Friends, thinking thoughts that are envious, doing that, it's not a benign pastime. Instead, it breeds disorder, instability, and wicked works. Our world is characterized by envy, and no wonder wickedness abounds. Verse 17, but the wisdom that's from above. Note the flow of this kind of wisdom. It's from heaven, not from hell. It's from the heart of God. But this wisdom that comes from above is first pure. In other words, has no contamination. We don't eat filth. We shouldn't think filth. It's peaceable. It's not ready to pick a fight. It's gentle. In other words, seemly and suitable and fair, mild. And it can be entreated easily. It doesn't demand its own way. It's not my way or the highway kind of thinking. Instead, it's full of mercy and good fruits. Not just mercy, but mercy and good fruits without partiality or uncertainty and without hypocrisy. We're not to disguise ourselves and again try to live inside differently than we do on the outside. Instead, we're to live a life that's characterized by what James 3.18 says, living in the meekness of wisdom. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace, the scripture says, by those who what? By them that make peace. It's almost garden time. And Jane, my wife, does a wonderful job of providing for our family and friends from her beautiful raised garden beds. The planting of these she carefully plans. We use peat moss, mushroom compost, sand and mulch, and well-composted oak leaves. But friends, the seeds that we use are so very, very important. We've experimented with some different kinds of green beans, and we've come up with one that we really like, and it's a great addition to our Sunday feasts. But to get green beans, you and Jane both know that you must plant the correct kind of seed. Listen to James chapter 3 and verse 18 again. For... The fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Friends, are you living 
in the meekness of wisdom. Does that characterize your life, a life that's under the lordship of Jesus Christ? You say, John, no, that, that's not how I live. Well, friends, perhaps the problem is this. We haven't ever really accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, as the one who gives us wisdom. If that is true, then we have some good news for you from the book of Romans. It teaches us some very clear principles on what it means to be a Christian and how we become a Christian. I'm reading from Romans chapter 10, the New International Version. I'll begin with the last part of verse 8. The word is near you. It's in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith we're proclaiming that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it's with the heart that you believe and are justified, and it's with the mouth that you confess and are saved. As the scripture says, he who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there's no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Friend, have you ever called on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and asked him to take away foolishness from your heart and give you the grand wisdom of God? Well, let's pray. Father, we come to you and we ask you to teach us from the life of the Lord Jesus Christ what it means to live in the meekness of wisdom. Grant us your spirit. Grant us your salvation. Grant us, grant us the authority and the power to live a life that's pleasing to you, filled with joy and peace. Father, we want this lifestyle not only for ourselves, but also for our kids and our grandkids. So please, Father, lead, guide, guard, direct, and protect us by the meekness of your wisdom. Keep us far from the destruction of self-inflicted death that is the product of living the life of a fool. Instead, may you mark us indelibly with your wisdom. May we bring you glory on that great day, as well as today, as we walk in the meekness of wisdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Friends, go to church in the morning. <laughs> Be with your church family in the morning. It's one body. It's, it's one Lord. It's universal. Go to church tomorrow. And Jane and I send our love to you, as you do. Thank you for listening to In the Shadow of Your Wings with Pastor John Marins of the Granby Christian Church. If you don't have a church home, they would like to invite you to join them this Sunday for morning worship at 1045. The church is located at 969 Granby Miners Road in Granby, Missouri. Have a blessed weekend and remember to abide in the shadow of his wings. I will rejoice in you, my God, in the shadow of your wings Do you have five minutes for God? 
I'm Pastor Ed Wilson, and I believe there's no better way to begin each morning than spending a little time with Him. That's why every weekday morning I bring you a short devotional broadcast designed just for that. Look up God's Five Minutes wherever you get your podcast to kickstart your spiritual walk for each day, and we'll always do it in five minutes or less. Have you talked to God today?